Hello, I'm Philip. And I'm Phoebe. Welcome to Dad. And Daughter Do Death. Hello, Phoebe. How are you today? Hi, Dad. I'm okay. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Here we are at the end of another busy week, I think, for both of us. It's been a very busy week, yes. yes. <laughs> to, uh, to relax and uh, do one of our favourite things together, which is talk about true crime. Yes. <laughs> I enjoyed our Halloween uh, episodes that we did. Yes, it was fun to kind of look at some different death-related things and spooky things. Yeah, and and how these sort of, um, as as we were describing them, really Mm -hmm. folklore-type things grew out of kind of like real-life events, which then sort of got elaborated and uh, dramatised and made Hollywood films of. And (laughs) here we are now with our images of Frankenstein and Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> everyone using like dressing up as those characters, yeah. kind of for Halloween and things like that, without my baby knowing the kind of full background to it. Very kind of, yeah, commercialized versions of them. Yes, yeah. Whereas they they are sort of rooted in some sort of historical events. Those those yeah. things. Yeah, and I hope the uh, the episode about the the body snatching the grave robbers was interesting too. Because I, I found it really, really interesting, interesting well. reading about yeah. it. And finding out about and, it yeah just that there was such a market essentially for dead bodies <laughs> yes pretty crazy further the cause of science yeah and like you said it's such a good job that these people did do these well, yeah. things so that we've actually got an understanding and of how the body works now and yeah. what's right and what's wrong in a body yeah. so this week phoebe we're going to jump straight into the story and uh, we'll have our true crime news roundup for the week at the end of this episode cool but we wouldn't want you to miss the the main story this week which is fred and rose west and this is going to be at least a two-parter so this is part one it's it's obviously a story that people are probably very familiar with in one shape or form mm-hmm. um everyone knows about 25 cromwell street in gloucester and they know that bodies were found under the floor of the basement but there's quite a lot of backstory mm, that goes okay. with that so I'm going to start by talking about Fred and then Rose West's earlier lives to a certain extent and uh, see where that gets us to. Frederick Walter Stephen West was born on the 29th of September 1941 in the village of Much Markle in Herefordshire. My friend got married in Much Markle. It's a very, very lovely little place. It sounds lovely. It looks it's beautiful. very it looks very rural. Um, but behind the picket fences of the farms, all sorts of horrors have mm, lain. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. He grew up in quite a disturbing environment. His parents were farm workers. They were Walter and Daisy West. Fred was the eldest of six children there were three boys and three girls there were two other children but sadly they died either before they were born or very early on in infancy mm-hmm. now it is alleged that walter so fred's father had an incestuous relationship with all three of his daughters oh, no. and walter introduced fred to bestiality oh nice the quote being 
you can do as you like as long as you don't get caught. Wow, that is some parenting advice. That is what (laughs) Walter told his eldest son, Fred. And from the age of 12, his mother, Daisy, would sexually abuse Fred. Oh, dear. He was not great at school. He wasn't very academic. In fact, probably for the rest of his life, I think, he was regarded as being mostly illiterate. But he was very good at art and woodwork and practical things like that. He left school at the age of 15, and in 1958, when he was about 17, he was involved in a motorcycle accident. Now, up until then, he was described as being quite a handsome young man, but the accident left him with multiple fractures, including his skull. And he was in a coma for a whole week. Oh, my God. So back in the 50s, that would have been quite a terrifying thing. And after this, he suffered from sudden episodes of anger and rage. It was quite noticeable that uh, something had changed after that particular accident. He's already ticking quite a lot of boxes, like head injury. Yeah. Things with animals. Yeah, child abuse. (laughs) Weird relationship with his mother. Yeah, very weird relationship with his mother. (laughs) A couple of years later, he suffered another head injury when he was 19 as he fell from a fire escape. Um, He was on this fire escape being, let's say, inappropriate with a young girl who actually punched him and he fell off. Oh, no. Now, a year later, when he was 20, Fred West was arrested and charged with molestation of his 13-year-old sister, Kitty. Oh, dear. But he managed to avoid being sent to prison as his mother was prepared to appear for his defence and Kitty refused to testify against him. So the case collapsed. As a result of that, the family disowned him and Fred moved to live with his aunt and eventually he did reconcile with his parents. Okay. Uh, 1962, so Fred is about 21 Fred West met Catherine Costello, and Catherine Costello was sometimes referred to as Rena, as in Catherine, Catherina, Rena. Okay. Rena. Yeah, sort of. (laughs) Yeah. And they actually met in the Much Markle Dance Hall. So I don't know if that's where your friend had a wedding. No, it was not the (laughs) Much Markle Dance Hall. (laughs) I didn't think it sounded like a big enough place to have a dance hall. I was just thinking that. Now, Rena was from Coatbridge in Scotland, and she was already pregnant with the child of an Asian bus driver. Oh, wow. Okay. When they met. Nevertheless, their relationship flourished very quickly. And in November 1962, they actually got married. And the baby that she'd been carrying was born in March 1963. Okay. And it was a little girl, and she was called Charmaine. Nice. To explain her different appearance to what people were expecting when Charmaine was born, they told people that Rena had had a miscarriage and that they had adopted a baby to replace the one that she'd lost. Oh, wow. That's not very nice, is it? So, in effect, Charmaine was actually Fred's stepdaughter, mm-hmm. although. Fred appeared to uh, agree to take her on as his own and um, and look after her. 
After Charmaine was born, Fred and Rena moved to Savoy Street in Glasgow, near where okay. Rena originally came from. And in July 1964, Rena gave birth to West's child, another daughter who was called Anna Marie. Okay. Now, it's reported that Fred West treated these girls rather harshly. In fact, he actually built bars around their bunk bed and kept them oh inside God. it when he was around. And they were only allowed to come out from there when he was at work. But, uh, yeah, he was he was very strict. He was very harsh. But Rena <laughs> was reported to have been a good mum. One way or another, the Wests actually acquired a nanny, a young lady called Isa McNeil. McNeil introduced a friend of hers to the West, and she was a 16-year-old called Anne McFall. Now, she was grieving at the time that they met because her boyfriend had been killed in a workplace accident. Oh, no. And Anne McFall started to spend more and more time at the West's small apartment in Savoy Street, Glasgow. Okay. Fred was already having affairs. His sexual appetite, as we seem to learn more and more through this story, was huge. Rena, of course, found out about this. So in turn, she started an affair with a man called John McLaughlin. Now, McLaughlin and West once had a fight because West caught John McLaughlin in an embrace with Rena. Actually, Fred West pulled a knife on McLaughlin, but McLaughlin punched him and punched him again, and Fred West soon backed off because he was absolutely no good in a fight with another man. And he knew that John McLaughlin could probably seriously injure him. Yeah. Now, at this stage, Fred West was now working as an ice cream van driver, and he accidentally ran over and killed a young boy with his van. Oh, my God. So, you know, those signs on the back of the ice cream van? Don't skid on a kid. Yeah, and, and um, you know, watch that child and all that. Well, yeah, there you go. That's, oh, uh, God. That's where they came from. He was actually cleared of wrongdoing, um, but West was in fear of reprisals from parents of other children and, yeah, just being around there. He He couldn't go around playing his jolly ice cream tune from his van knowing that uh, he'd actually run over and killed a child. Fred decided to leave Scotland and he took Charmaine and Anna Marie to live back in Gloucester where he rented a caravan and this was in December 1965. I wonder why he took the children and didn't leave them with them. It's very odd, very odd. There seems to be a... um, You'll see in a moment, but there seems to be a recurrence of him having the children. Whether it's right, a dominance okay. thing or whether Rena just couldn't cope, I, 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 I'm not sure about that. Yeah. But in February 1966, so only a couple of months later, Rena came down to Gloucester together with Isa McNeil, who was once the nanny, and Anne McFall. So oh, wow, they were okay. all living in this very cramped, little caravan so Jeez. that's fred rena isa mcneil and mcfall and the two girls charmaine and Anne marie that's very busy it's very busy mcneil and mcfall 
hoped that by coming to England, they'd be able to find work and better themselves because um, they weren't doing much where they were up in Glasgow at the time. And West found work as a van driver for a local abattoir. Oh, nice. (laughs) Fred West, he still had violent episodes and he would often take his anger out on Rena, his wife, and McNeil. He also attacked his stepdaughter, Charmaine, on several occasions and started sexually abusing her. So she was only like four or five or something. Oh, God. Yeah. He wanted Rena to become a prostitute to get more money to support them because they had very little money coming in. Basically, he was driving his van for an abattoir and he was trying to support all of these people. Yeah. uh, He didn't appear to be at all violent against Anne McFall, who herself was okay. still quite young. I mean, she's only 16, 17 or, or whatever God, at yeah. this stage. Yeah. So the tensions got too much. The pressures of living all together in this caravan were, were, were overwhelming. So Rena actually called John McLaughlin back in Scotland, begging for him to come to rescue her, <laughs> Isa, oh, okay. McNeil and the two girls. Yeah, so they hatched this plan where he was going to drive down, which is a long way from Glasgow to Gloucester. It is a long way. Yeah, while Fred was at work or whenever he was out of the way. And uh, they would all get in his car, which I believe was a Mini, and go back to Scotland. However, Anne McFall, the young girl that had moved down with with them, uh, had kind of fallen for Fred West, for his charms. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and she wanted to make a bit of a life with him. And she told him about the plan uh, that, that they'd hatched. I'm not quite sure why she would have told him if she wanted him to herself, but there we go. She did. She told him that uh, what was going to be happening, that John McLaughlin was going to be coming down to take the women and the two young girls away back to Scotland. So Fred was waiting for them when John McLaughlin turned up. And a fight ensued where West was attacked and hit by McLaughlin. I think it was quite a, a big fight. The police were called and John McLaughlin, Rena, and McNeil left. They just got in the car and they left, leaving the children with West and Anna McFall. Hey. Fred West and Anna McFall are now a couple with the two children. And Rena, the actual mother of the children, has gone back to Scotland. With her lover. With her lover. Rena actually tried to visit the children whenever she could. She grew more and more resentful of the way that Anna McFall was becoming, in effect, their mother. And eventually, Anna McFall moved out of the caravan into a different one. And Rena started spending more time back with Fred. Uh, okay. But she split her time between Gloucester and Glasgow, which is a very strange effect. I mean, there's so much going That's on. Such and, a long way. And this is all in, in a relatively short space of time as well. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a long way. She's leaving her actual children to go back to Glasgow and then coming back and sometimes with her lover, sometimes with Fred. It's 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 a very strange existence. Feels like a lot of effort. <laughs> well, it does, yeah. Anna McFall, however, the young girl who was trying to live with Fred, wrote letters back to her friends and family back in Scotland, where she came from, saying that she hoped that one day she would be able to marry Fred West. And she thought that together they would have a very bright future. And she tried 
to persuade Wes to divorce Rena so that he would be with her. Right. But Fred Rest obviously didn't like this idea. And in July 1967, when Anne McFall was herself eight months pregnant with West's child, she just disappeared. Oh, my God. She was 18, and no one ever reported her missing. (gasps) (laughs) That's pretty ominous, isn't it? Yeah. Especially knowing what he goes on to do. So Anna McFall is out of the way. Rena now decides yeah, that she's going to have another go living with Fred West and the girls. And all was good for a little while. But again, living in such cramped conditions with children, I, I suspect she just couldn't really cope with them very well. And, right. and Fred's oh, behaviour was quite a concern to her, I think. And again, eventually she decided to leave and she left the children with West again and went back to Scotland. Now, West, Fred West was now left with none of these women around him. Okay. Rena's gone back to Scotland. Isa McNeil's back in Scotland. Mm-hmm. And Anna McFall has just disappeared, disappeared while eight months pregnant. So Fred West decides to put the two girls into care with Gloucester Social Services. I mean, that's probably the best thing for them, to be honest, yeah. at this point, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is, probably. Uh, and that was all happening in 1968. So by this stage, uh, Charmaine would have been six and Anna-Marie would have been four. So in 1969, Fred West met Rosemary Letts. Now, Rosemary Letts was born on the 29th of November, 1953. So she was 15, about 12 years younger than... Fred West. Her family had moved to Gloucester and she was working in a baker's. They actually met at a bus stop and to start with, Rose was repulsed by this tramp-like man who was, to her mind, considerably older than her, but she became sort of flattered by his detention that he was uh, starting to show her and they kept okay. meeting at this bus stop and on her way to work and, and what have you. And in the end, she sort of relented and they started talking and then they started going out for meals and just spending time together. Although Rose had never had a boyfriend, I mean, she was only 15, Fred found <laughs> that she was overtly promiscuous. Okay. They began a relationship and she enjoyed looking after the young girls. She wanted to do fun things with the girls, like simple things, such as just going for nice walks and picking wildflowers and and just doing sort of family things. She was very keen, I think, to uh, be adopted into this family. Now, she left her job at the Bakers to become their full-time nanny, still living at home, but, um, but, but spending her days looking after the children, Charmaine and Anna Marie. And Fred agreed to pay her a similar salary to what she was getting when she was working in the baker shop because okay. she didn't want her parents to find out what she was doing. So, you know, she was paying them sort of rent to live at the house from her yeah. wages she was getting. And, and uh, if she'd left the baker's job, she had to have some money from somewhere. So Fred was basically yeah. paying her to be the nanny. 
Where was he getting the money from? <laughs> oh, from his job of driving the van for the avatar, I presume. Yeah. And the other odd jobs yes. and things. Now, eventually, Rose took Fred to meet her parents, who were shocked at her choice of partner. He was considerably older. He was um, unkempt. He was rough. Yeah, they didn't get it at all. And her parents forbade Rose from seeing West. Okay. Which, of course, she ignored. So Gloucester Social Services got involved in this case as well. Bearing in mind she's only like 15, yeah, 16 at the time. Child, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, she is. And in August 69, so she is still only 15, because her birthday is not until the November when she would have been 16 in 1969, mm-hmm. Rose was put into a home for, in quotes, troubled teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Now, it was also known that Rose's father... Bill Letts molested Rose as a child. Mm-mm. Yeah, there's some history there as well, which uh, um, I think has shaped her life to a greater extent as well. During her stay at this home for teenagers, she was allowed visits to her parents at weekends, which she would we would do and then go back to the home during the week but of course she used some of those visits to go and visit fred west mm-hmm. i don't know how he was surviving without her and the children maybe they'd gone back into care as well yeah <laughs> they were in and out a lot so in november 1969 when she turned 16 rose left the home for the teenagers and went initially to live back with her parents then she decided to move in with fred who by this stage was now living in a flat in Cheltenham. Her father, though, Bill Letts, was still not very happy about this arrangement, and he made one final effort to prevent his daughter from seeing Fred, and he arranged for a police surgeon to examine Rose. I'm not quite sure why a police surgeon, what the connection was. Maybe it was simply because she was just too young and sort of under the age of consent. But the police surgeon confirmed that she was pregnant. And in Mm -hmm. response, Rose was once again placed into care, but was discharged on the 6th of March on the understanding that she would terminate her pregnancy and return to the family, not to Fred's flat. Instead, Rose defied all of that. She lived with Fred, and her father forbade his daughter from ever setting foot into his house again. Mm -mm. So this is in February, March, 1970. Three months later, in June, 1970, the, uh, what I've loosely described here as family, so that's Fred, Rose, Charmaine (laughs) and Anna Marie, moved to another flat at 25 Midland Road, Gloucester, which was a ground floor flat in a sort of a two-story semi-detached house. There's mm-hmm. plenty of pictures of all of these houses and things that they lived in, so uh, I'll make sure I put put some up on the, on the social pages. And it's also slightly confusing because there's two... Well, actually, I, I read somewhere there's three buildings with all the number 25 involved, but there's 25 okay. Midland Road and then there's 25 Cromwell Street as well. Yeah. In October 1970, Rose gave birth to a daughter, Heather Ann. There was speculation that, in actual fact, the father wasn't Fred, but was, in fact, her father, Bill Letts. 
Ooh. because that's the sort of family life that she came from with Fred's family background and his strange behavior with her family life. It's a real yeah. cocktail waiting to explode here. Yeah, isn't it? definitely. There are now three young girls living in the flat with uh, Fred and Rose in December 1970. So Heather is what? Two, two months old. Two months old. <laughs> Fred was actually imprisoned for six months. Oh, for no. theft. Yep, for the theft of car tyres and a car's tax disc, which Mm-mm. is a thing of the past now because it's all online. Now, Rose, who is herself only now 17, was looking after the three girls <sighs> and she was being referred to as mother by Charmaine, who is now eight, and Anna Marie, who was six. The girls were not treated well by Rose. Anna-Marie was quiet, whereas Charmaine would taunt Rose by saying that her real mother wouldn't treat her like that because I think Rose used to swear at her and uh, be really quite vindictive towards her, do all sorts of horrible things. And she'd say things like her real mummy was coming to rescue them. And there are records of Charmaine having been tied up and beaten, Gloucester accident and emergency treated her in March 1971 for wounds to her legs. <clears throat> Living upstairs in this uh, this building at 25 Midland Road was the Giles family. And there were two girls. One of the young girls was called Tracy, and she would quite often come downstairs and play with Charmaine and Anna Marie. And one day Tracy said that she saw Charmaine having been tied to a chair and was being beaten by Rose Mm -hmm. while Anna Marie just sort of stood on the other side of the room very quietly looking on. The Giles family actually moved away not long after in April 1971. But in June 1971, while Fred was still in prison, coming to the end of his sentence, but still in prison, Shirley Giles, the mother, brought Tracy back round to Midland Road to play with the girls. Mm. When she got there, Rose told Shirley and, well, Tracy, that, oh, Charmaine's not here anymore. She's gone to live with her real mother and bloody good riddance. Oh, wow, okay. And whenever anybody else asked what happened to Charmaine, Rose would say the same thing, that she'd gone back to her mother. But Anna Marie was... Confused because she realised that Charmaine was no longer around and she was hearing Rose say, well, because her mother came and took her away, but she couldn't understand why, if she'd come and taken Charmaine, why hadn't she taken her? Yeah. Jumping forward a little bit now, in the spring of 1994, so 23 years later, when police started searching the infamous property at 25 Cromwell Street, Excursions also took place at 25 Midland Road as part of their investigations Mm. where the body of Charmaine was discovered. Oh, no. It'd been in the back garden close to the back door of the flat where it'd been for 23 years. It's understood that her body was originally kept in the coal cellar until Fred did get out of prison. So the implication, therefore, is that Rose, who was 17 at the time, killed Charmaine. Oh, my God. In the next part of this uh, story, we'll discover 
that the horrors didn't stop there and that there would be at least another 11 bodies discovered when the whole sordid and sickening truth came out about the Wests. I can't believe her mum didn't wonder where she was. Really? Like Charmaine's, yeah. Oh, well, she does. And we'll come on to that oh, in part two. Okay. <laughs> so that is where I'd like to end part one in this okay. week's episode Phoebe, as I say, there's an awful lot of story yet to come. A few more murders, quite a lot of bodies to be discovered. And we'll we'll look at each one of those in a little bit of detail because there's an awful lot about this. And I'm sure if uh, anybody wants to learn more about the Fred and Rose West murders, you haven't got to go far to find an awful lot. There are podcasts, there are television documentaries, there's all sorts of stuff as well as reams and reams written about it. Anyway, is there any uh, true crime news this week, Phoebe? Well, I was pretty furious to find out on Friday that um, they confirmed that it was Brian Laundrie's body that they found. Obviously, the conspiracy theories are going wild, saying his parents planted his bones there and things like that. But I I don't think so. I think that it's Mm. pretty cut and dry. They still seem pretty sure they're going to find a cause of death, but I have no idea how they're going to be able to do that because he was literally... A few bones, wasn't he? So, from what um, I gather, yeah, <laughs> submerged in swamp water with crocodiles, alligators, snakes. Yeah. So, um, good luck to them figuring figuring that out. I'd be interested to see what happens about the parents. Um, yeah. Whether they can actually uh, find anything out from them. <laughs> I really feel like they must know something, but like we said last time unless they're kind of willing to talk or unless the police find grounds to make them talk, we'll never know, will we? Just a really sad case all around. The whole thing is just really sad. It is really sad, yeah. I guess the other big thing that's happened is the shooting of Helena Hutchins, accidentally, by Alec Baldwin, on the shoot of Rust. And they were saying yesterday, I think it was, that they found a lead projectile in the director's shoulder that they managed to pull out. So so there must have been a live round in that gun. So there's going to be some questions, I think, to be answered. Sounds like it was all very chaotic. And the pictures of those kind of like a few, there's a, as if you see it, it's like a picture of like a few minutes before. And when they were saying it was in a church, I automatically had this sort of, it's been this really big space, but then I didn't think it was like a Western church with yeah. this tiny little room <laughs> and they're all like kind of crammed in right next to each other. Yeah. If there was a live round in there, no wonder it did so much damage. So Yeah. I, I think I heard somewhere as well that they'd found more live rounds on the set. Yeah, um, they reckon that they've been using the they said something to do with they they were using it for target practice or something like that. Oh wow! Like outside of the scene, and then it had kind of been brought into. They've been using a prop set. gun for actual shooting. Yeah, that's something that I'd read. Wow. So. Yeah, but then, yeah. But um, obviously the conspiracy theorists are going all out on this. And apparently something that I read, which is full on conspiracy theory, is that um, she was working, her next project was going to be on a documentary about paedophiles in Hollywood. So they'd set this up to uh, get rid of her sort of thing, basically. Mm. Yeah, conspiracy theories, eh? Conspiracy theories. (laughs) Full on QAnon conspiracy theories. But... um, yeah, really sad for her. Awful, awful accident. I can't imagine what Alec Baldwin's going through. Um, yeah. But sounds like there's quite a lot of culpability on that set for people who 
probably weren't maybe doing their job as they should have been. Hmm. We'd, we're still getting to the end, waiting for the last episode of Doctor Death. On, I think uh, you've uh, you've beaten me. I think I'm not that far through it. Yet. Oh, okay, well, we've watched episode, episode seven five, now. Uh, episode seven. So, uh, and Alec Baldwin is obviously one of the main characters in that. Yeah, one of the main actors. It's really that. good though. It Doctor is good. Death. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great yeah. story. Yes. So uh, that's on Amazon Prime. Oh, like Amazon Star. Amazon Stars. Yeah, it's on Amazon somewhere. Yeah, but it's definitely worth. And the other thing we've been watching is Only Murders in the Building on Disney Stars. Is that as yeah. well? They've both <laughs> got yeah. stars, haven't they? And that is, if you if you haven't found that yet, or if you if you're lucky enough to have Disney Stars, then I strongly suggest you watch it because it's funny. It's <laughs> really well done, and um, cool. it's very well written, very well acted and produced, and it's about. Um, three friends who live in this big, quite smart apartment block in New York, getting together to make a podcast about murders that, well, there you a go. particular murder that <laughs> happened in their building. That's great. Uh, it's on my list. I just haven't had, I haven't had time. Um, we're limping <laughs> through Squid Game. We've got one episode left of Squid oh, Game. It's okay. taken us weeks to watch it. <laughs> Another bit of true crime news that just come up today is a woman has been found guilty of murder after stabbing her husband to death following a row over a birthday meal. So this is based in Somerset in the UK. A row broke out during a meal. She is 66 and her husband was 78. This row developed into a bit of a stabbing frenzy. Um, Originally, the husband managed to dial 999 to call the emergency services and say that he'd been Mm -hmm. stabbed. While he was on the phone, she stabbed him again until he actually died. And when the police turned up, it's actually captured on body camera footage that uh, she said, I've killed my husband or tried to because I've had enough. Then she told the call handler actually on the phone um, that he was bleeding to death with any luck. Happy marriage. When the policeman turned up, she said, I stabbed him. I've had enough. And that she should have stabbed him a bit more. So there we go. She's now in prison, probably for the rest of her life. Yeah. She's quite old, isn't she? So, yeah. Well, she's 66. She's been given a minimum term of 18 years. So there we go. Well, thank you for sharing part one of uh, Fred and Rose West. There's a lot in there that I didn't realise, actually. I don't think I knew that he'd run over a child. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I didn't realise that Charmaine was so young when she died. I had it in my head that she was a lot older. So, yeah, that was really interesting. Thank you. Yeah, and, well, uh, in the next episode, that confusion that you might have will be explained. Yeah, well, are you, are the, well there are photos, aren't there? So are you going to put them on our social medias? Yes, I'll put some pictures of the young children and of the uh, the property at 25 Midland Road on to uh, our social pages i'll put them on instagram which is at dad and daughter do death and on facebook just dad and daughter do death and if you want to email us about this story or any others you can do so by contacting us dad and daughter do death at gmail.com you can always contact us through facebook or instagram yes 
thank you so much for listening hopefully you found this week interesting um if you want to leave us a review or a rating or a comment we'd really appreciate that thank you very much we'll pick up on the fred and rose west story next week so join us next time and once again dad and daughter do death